Hi, this is Jonathan Still. Welcome to Heart 45 Class of Rock Podcast, Episode 3. On this episode, we'll be discussing ZZ Top. So thanks for tuning in. Hope you all enjoy it. Let's get started. To get started, I have to first introduce the band members. We have Billy Gibbons on the guitar, Dusty Hill on the bass, and Frank Beard on the drums and percussion. They're an American rock band for 1969 in Houston, Texas. They're popular for their live performances. ZZ Top formed after the demise of the Moving Sidewalks, Gibbons' previous band. Within a year, the members signed with London Records and released ZZ Top's first album in 1971. Subsequent releases such as Trace Aubrey's 1973 and Fandigo in 1975, and those album singles LaGrange and Tush gained extensive radio play. By the mid-1970s, the band became renowned in North America for its live acts, highlighted by its performances during Worldwide Texas Tour. From 1976 to 1977, which was a critical and commercial success. Following a two-year break, ZZ Top returned in 1979 with a new musical direction and image, with Gibbons and Hill wearing sunglasses and matching chest-length beards. With the albums De Guelo in 1979 and El Loco in 1981, they experimented with instruments including clavinets and saxophones and synthesizers. They established a more mainstream sound and gained international flavor with Luminary in 1983 and Afterburner in 1985. Which of these albums' music videos included Gimme All Your Lovin' and Sharp Dressed Man's and Legs helped propel them onto the television show MTV and made them a band of the more prominent artists in 1980s pop culture. The Afterburner tour set records for the highest attended and highest grossing concert tour of 1986. After getting additional Acclaim with the release of their 10th album Recycler in 1990 and accompanying tour, the group's experimentation continued with mixed success on the albums Antenna 1994 and Where the Mean in 1996 and Triple X in 1999. After Hill's death in 2021, Gibbons announced that, per his wishes, ZZ Top would continue their lifelong Tom Geertek, Elwood, and Francis on the bass. It is the band's first lineup change in 51 years. ZZ Top has released 15 studio albums and sold an estimated 50 million albums worldwide. The group won three MTV Music Awards. In 2004, the members were inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Rolling Stone ranked Gibbons number 32 on its list of 100 greatest guitarists of all time. Throughout their career, the band and its individual members have supported several campaigns and charities including Childline, St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital, and a fundraiser for the Delta Bleeds Museum. Now that I gave a brief history, I'd like to go on and talk about each album starting from first to last. But first, a music break and a trivia question. Here's the question. What is the name of ZZ Top's first album? The answer after this music break.
The answer to the music trivia question is ZZ Top's first album is called ZZ Top's first album. Which now let's talk about each album starting from first to last. Which for now we have ZZ Top's first album. ZZ Top's first album is a debut studio album by the American band ZZ Top. It was produced by manager Bill Ham. It was released on January 16, 1971 on London Records. It established their attitude and humor. ZZ Top incorporated boogie, hard rock, and southern rock influences into their sound. Thematically, the album is lively, playful, and at times brash. Filled with the band's personal experiences and sexual innuendos that became central to the group's image. Seeking inspiration from Fleetwood Mac, ZZ Top began recording the album at Robin Hood Studios in Tyler, Texas. In 1987, this album was remixed for a CD release. In 2013, the original vinyl mix was released on HD tracks in high-resolution digital download formats. The original mix of the album was released on June 2013 as part of a box set to complete studio albums, 1970-1990. In October 2017, a 180-gram vinyl edition of the album was released using the original mix. ZZ Top frontman Billy Gibbons said of the title, We called the record ZZ Top's first album because we wanted everyone to know there would be more. We weren't certain if we would get another chance in the studio, but we had high hopes. Gibbons also said we had been together for about six months and we were knocking around the bar scene, playing all usual funky joints. We took the studio as an extension of the stage show. The bases were all of us playing together in one room. But we did want to return our best on the contemporary recording techniques. To give our sound as much presence and support as possible, we became a little bit more three-piece in advantages of overdubbing. Some rhythm the guitar parts, a little bit of texture, that's about it. The next album that we have is Rear Grand Mud. It's the second studio album by ZZ Top. It was released in 1972 by London Label. The title was inspired by the Rio Grande River that forms the border between Mexico and Texas. Billy Gibbons said of this album, it was the first record that brought us into step with the writing experience. We started documenting events that happened to us on the road. All these elements went into the songwriting notebook. As we went along, we were keeping track of skeleton ideas that popped up. The craft was certainly developing. In 1987, the album was remixed for CD release on January 11, 2011. Rhino released a remastered version from their original 1972 mix on vinyl, iTunes and digital download in 2012, and features original mixes of the tracks that are chrome smoke and barbecue. And the 1987 remixes the tracks that are not from the box set. The original mix of the album was released on CD in June 2013 as part of a box set, the complete studio albums 1970-1990. All Music respectively gave the album 3.5 stars, standing with their second album, Real Grand Mud, ZZ Top uses the second sound they sketched out on their debut as Blueprint. They tweaked the uh, in slight but important ways. The album parked pizza number 104 on the Billboard 200 in June 1972. The only single release from the album was Free Scene, side one with English vocals and side two with Spanish vocals which peaked at number 69 on the Billboard Hot 100. Another 45 version was released on the UK and Germany backed with Down 
Brownie. Various officials using top releases throughout the years beginning in 1972 have used the alternative spelling Francine, especially on the various 45 releases both within and outside the United States, as well as the first edition of the LP. Now let's uh, take another music break and another trivia question. Here's the question. And what year was the band formed? Let's see if y'all are paying attention. Hope y'all enjoyed that music break. The answer to the trivia question is they formed in 1969. Hope you all got the answer right. Now back to the albums. Now we have Trey Sommers in 1973. Trey Sommers is the third studio album by ZZ Top. His original release is by London Records in 1973. And the first album the band worked together with Terry Manning. Trey Sommers is Spanish for three men was a successful combination as the release was the band's first commercial breakthrough. In the U.S., the album entered the top 10 with the single LaGrange, reached number 41 on the Billboard Hot 100. The next album on our list is Fan de Jenga, the fourth album by ZZ Top, released in 1975. The album's first song consists of selections from the live shows, with the second song being studio recordings. A remastered and edited edition of the album was released on February 28, 2006. Moving on, we have Tejas, which is the fifth studio album by ZZ Top. It was released in November 1976 on the London label. The title is Caddo Language, which means friends, which is the origin of the name of the band's home state, Texas. After that, we have the Guelo, 
is the 60 Albums Yeezy Top, released in November 1979. It was the first top release on Warner Brothers Records and eventually made platinum. It was produced by Bill Ham, recorded and mixed by Terry Manning, and remastered by Bob Ludwig. Returning from a two-year period, they began to showcase the influence they have collected during the time away. Given this time of year introduced punk music, the influences of which seemed to the creation of the album. The band also consciously tried experimenting with technology. Given saw an episode of the Phil Dano show where a person's identity was protected using silhouette and a pitch shifter. Blocking the sound, he asked engineer Manning to call the show and find out what the effects was. Manning eventually convinced the reluctant show to producer to reveal it, and it was the fact that both vocals and guitars on the songs like like Manic Maniac. The album marked the first time it's easy top featured cover versions of the studio album. Thank you by Isaac Hayes, David. Porter and Dust by Broom, credited on earlier editions, Elmore James, by subsequently credited to Robert Johnson, we recorded in 1936. Elmore James had adopted the, popularized the song in 1951. El Loco is the seventh studio album by ZZ Top, released in 1981. The title means the crazy one in Spanish. The band's guitar singer Billy Gibbons said that the recording on this album was the first time of three members, the band was isolated from the same room. It also foreshadowed ZZ Top's synthesizer-driven direction later in the decade, with early experimentation synthesizer backing on the certain tracks. Eliminator's the eighth studio album by ZZ Top. It was released on March 23, 1983 by Warner Brothers Records. It was recorded in Tennessee during 1982. The album was produced by the band's manager, Bill Ham and picked at the top of the charts in many countries. Give Me All Your Lovin', Sharp Dress Man, TV Dinners, and Legs were released as singles. A Diamond Certified Album, Eliminator, and ZZ Top's most commercially successful release with sales of over 10 million copies in the United States alone. Eliminator used synthesizers and drum machines into the blues rock sound, producing a tighter album. Diamond used music videos and successful promotion tools. The videos for Give Me All Your Lovin', Sharp Dress Man, and Legs received regular rotation on MTV and help band gain popularity to younger generation. A customized 1933 Ford Coupe depicted the album cover could be in the videos. Following Eliminator's release, ZZ Top embarked on a worldwide tour. Moving along, we have Afterburner, which is the ninth studio album by ZZ Top, released in 1985. Afterburner was a financial success going on several times platinum and launching several hit singles. The most successful of the, which was Sleeping Bag, which peaked at number one on the mainstream rock tracks and number eight on the Billboard Top 100. The six pack is a box set released in 1987 by ZZ Top. It compromises the five albums plus their seventh album, El Loco, in 1981. Most of the albums were remixed with the new drum and guitar effects and contemporary sound similar to ZZ Top's eighth album, Eliminator, 1983. Until 2006, the remixes were only versions of the albums available on CD. Now I'd like to go into a music break and a trivia question. Here's the question. What year did the band release Salt Lick? The answer after this music break.
Hopefully I'll enjoy that music birthday since your request is 1969. Now back to the albums. Next album is uh, Recycler. It's the 10th album by ZZ Top. Released in October 1990. The band had a cameo in 1990 movie. Back to the Future Part 3. Playing an Old West version of Double Back. Along with some local musicians. The regular version of the song plays over the credits. The music video for Block also had clips from the movie and including the DVD. There were five hit singles on the album. Double Back number one, album rap charts for five weeks. Concrete and Still, number one on the album, rock charts for five, four weeks. Burger Man, Give It Up, and My Head's in Mississippi, number one album on the track for six weeks. Music video were also made for My Head's in Mississippi, Burger Man, and Give It Up. In the UK, the band's third album was certified by British photographic industry, obtaining silver with 60,000 units in 1990. And Antenna's 11th studio album by ZZ Top. It was released in 1994. It was the band's first album to release on the RCA label. It was also the first time ZZ Top had a song with the album in its name, Antenna Head. The opening track for the first single from the album, Pain Cushion, reached number one on the mainstream rock tracks in the U.S. charts. Almost to the end of the album list, we have On the Foot in the Blues, which is a compilation album by ZZ Top, released in 1994. The album contains a selection of the band's songs which fell blues genre. Now down to ZZ Top's last album, we have We're the Mean, which was released in 1996. Produced by the longtime producer, Bill Ham. Thank you all for tuning in. I hope to catch you all next time when we talk about the zombies. And I hope you all have a good one. Thanks. Bye.